Blog Talk Radio. Come on, put your hands together. He took me and made something beautiful out of my life. I owe him my all. I cannot let him down. 
because he's the one that took me and made something beautiful out of my life. God bless you, and good afternoon to all of our listeners. You are listening to Global Gospel. I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend, and we are here every Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Log on. Tell your family, tell your friends, your neighbors, www.blogtalkradio.com slash global hyphen gospel, and let them know that we are here live. We don't own the rights to any of the music that you hear on today, but we pray that it is a blessing to you, you, and to you. And we started out with the Reverend James Cleveland and choir. He took me and made something beautiful out of my life, and that's a great way to start on this beautiful day because God is great and greatly to be praised and we owe him our all on today we owe him glory honor and praise well I want you to know that we are on social media we're on Facebook we're on Instagram we're on Twitter and we are on Tumblr and if you go to our Facebook page our Twitter page or our Instagram page uh, you can uh, hear the direct link uh, you can connect to the direct link to our show so we want to shout out our listeners wherever you may be around the world, the Townsend family, the Norman family, the Locke family, the Stevenson family, the Bradell family, the Hernandez family, the Brinson family, the Washington family, the Bigby family, the Furman family, the Scott, the Allen family, the Natalie family, the Thompson family, Carter family, Odom family, Wiggins family, Layton family, everybody around the world. We thank God for you, you, and you, and thank God our Aunt Emily uh, Washington is listening in Rayford, North Carolina. We thank God for you, you and you. And all you have to do is uh, leave a link on our page and let us know that you are listening. Certainly, we will give you a shout out on today. Our phone number in studio, 619-924-0800. We are waiting to hear from you today uh, after we hear from our special guest. And we do have a special guest uh, today that is just going to ignite you and inspire you on today and certainly we cannot wait uh for that moment again we shout out our sponsors on today molina's factory abyssinia third lounge melanated beards nevaeh's cake creations impact wealth league uh we shout out the nationwide black family mediation services as well we thank god for you for you and for you uh, for those of you uh, that would like to connect with us, you can reach us at P.O. Box 5331 in Hempstead, New York, where the zip code is 11550. Our email address, globalgospel17 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you on today. For those of you that have tuned in for the first time, our theme scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, Verse 3, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, and whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. And today we uh, greet you with Jesus' joy, and we bring you glad tidings to let you know that the gospel is here today to heal you, to save you, to deliver you, and to set you free. If you're bound, if you're oppressed, if you're crippled, if you're lame, uh, if you're uh, uh, out on, on the streets, if you have no money, the gospel is here, it's comprehensive, uh, it will meet every need of your life. And certainly the Lord is here on today. All you have to do is reach out and certainly accept him on today. Again, we thank you. We're going to break, and after we come back from break, um, our special guest will be here on today, and um, we're going to go to uh, this selection says, I Believe, and it is uh, by Micah Stampley, and certainly our guest will be with us after that. Stay tuned, and God bless you. Giving us the power to 
speak and see a thing. there 
And certainly, again, uh, for those that have just tuned in, you're listening to Global Gospel. Uh, we are on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and Google Play. Certainly, we're syndicated on all those platforms as well. Uh, you can listen in anytime, day or night. And our number in studio is 619-924-0800. Uh, we thank you for sharing us with us on this uh, Saturday afternoon. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I am just going to um, share just a little bit. Uh, I'm sure you've read our headline for today, and today's headline is uh, broken but not destroyed. And I'm just going to share with you a little bit of information about our guest as we um, prepare uh, to bring her on, um, and then I will let you, um, then she will introduce herself in her very own way. Um, but no, I'm, I'm going to let our guest introduce herself. I think that would probably be uh, the best way to do that. Okay. Hi. Good afternoon. God, God bless you, special guest. How are you? I'm finding yourself. <laughs> As you see, I was having a problem, <laughs> but well, it's listen, okay. God is faithful. That's that he is. That he is, and um, we are, are grateful to God that you're able to share with us uh, this Saturday afternoon. Uh, tell our listeners who you are. Okay, my name is is Chaplain Minister Valkyse Ibrahim, and I was affiliated with um, Greater Springfield Community uh, Church under Pastor Philip Craig, and at some point, God removed me, and I'm now at um, John H. Boyd, Jr., the second, and I'm under his teaching right now. I'm just doing good. I'm in school still, and I've got my master's in um, pastoral care and counseling, and I'm going back to get my um, bachelor's in other areas. Um, I'm trying to start my own business. I am an author of Broken But Not Destroyed, and I'm working on my second uh, book called um, Healing Open Wounds. Um, I'm a mother of four, and all of them are grown. I got four grandsons, one's in college, and um, I'm retired from the um, the New York um, Human Resources Administration, which I transferred over for eight months to Bellevue Hospital, and that's where I retired. Right now, I'm just waiting to do God's will, doing his way, and just enjoying his presence and having a good time. All right. Well, Minister Ibrahim, we are uh, grateful to God that out of your busy schedule, and uh, uh, you have a busy schedule, I'm sure, uh, (laughs) that you were able to share with Global Gospel on this Saturday afternoon and giving us a brief introduction um, to who you are. It sounds like you are a a lifelong learner, and certainly that is always good um, to continue our studies. Uh, because uh, we never get to the point where we we know everything or um, there's always something to be learned. And certainly that always keeps us sharp and in touch uh, with our audiences. Um, So uh, let's talk a little bit um, as we uh, try to cover some ground today. Uh, Tell us about your uh, path to becoming an author. And, um, you know, we uh, have that, that is our post for today, Broken but not destroyed. So did you just wake up one day and say, I'm going to be an author? What what actually led you down this path? Well, I wasn't planning on being an author. I was going through some things of deliverance and healing in my own life. And I was had a lot of hate, bitterness, angry, and I didn't know how to get rid of it. I tried different churches. I've tried different fastings and praying, and it seemed like it just wouldn't let go. So the Lord told me to start writing. So I just started writing, and I said, well, I don't know what this is going to do. 
But then I started coming into some financial problems, and I said, you know what, this is a resource to make some money, so maybe I'll just go and make some money. But then after I finished writing and I said, well, I don't know what I'm doing because I'm really not a writer. I didn't plan to be a writer. And I started calling different um, publishers to find out what it is to go about doing this. And I went about five different publishers before I felt comfortable with one. And that's when I found Exelon Press, and I began to talk to the manager there. And he said, well, send me your draft. So I sent it a draft, and I said, well, I don't know what this is going to do because I'm just trying to make a couple extra books so I can make things neat. And he called me with a shock and a surprise saying, do I realize what I wrote? And I told him, no. He says, do you know how many lives you can save with this? I said, no. He says, well, I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to work with you. And I said, oh, okay. He says, because what you're doing is helping people that are going through the same thing that you're going through. And because you're a survivor, you'll be able to give people hope that there is a hope. And I said, oh, okay. So I had to re pray and re-innovate what I was doing because I had no idea. I'm trying to get myself delivered. And um, I ended up getting halfway through it and ended up with a heart problem. I went into the hospital. I didn't think I was going to make it. And I told him about it. He says, well, don't worry about the payments. He said, we'll stop everything until you get better and get on your feet. And I said to myself, I said, well, wait a minute. This must be something because they don't usually do that. They usually take your money and run. Right. And he didn't. And then I got back home. I got back to myself and started writing again, got sick again, and went back in the hospital again. And I said, okay, God, am I supposed to write this? It's trying to take me out of here. And the Lord said, take your time and finish this. I said, okay. So when I got out, I called him. I told him I was financially ready to pay off whatever needed to be paid off, and I did. And at the last minute, he says, well, you have to do a cover. And I said, you got to be kidding me. I said, I haven't been through this enough with this book. I, why I have to do this? He says, well, it would be what you need and what you want. I said, well, I'll call you back. So I called him back, and I went into prayer. Next thing I know, I was on my feet, my knees crying in my bedroom. And I just said, I can't do this. I'm just done. I just can't. I called him back and said, look, you pick out one, and I'll be fine with it. Praise the Lord. Let's get done with it. And I'm wiping my tears. And, and when he sent me the cover, I fell out on the floor and cried because it's the same way I found myself on the floor. And that's when I knew it was God. It wasn't me anymore. Wow. That and is I awesome. started thanking God, and I said, God, this, this book has given me problems. <laughs> and what a lot of people didn't, I knew I was going to make people mad, and I knew that. And I said, I didn't want, that wasn't the point. The point was I was trying to get myself delivered from a lot of pain. And I was I was trying to express what I was going through to other people because I knew a lot of people around me were going through the same thing or similar. And if they knew that there was hope in me after all of I've been through, and that was only part of it. It wasn't the whole story. It was just a good portion. And mm -hmm. I said maybe that would give somebody else hope to want to live and, and do better and just change the way they think and the way they look. Because I had to change my thinking. I had to change the way I was feeling inside because I was hurting. I thought every the whole world and everything was ever against me. And I couldn't understand why I ended up in Queensbridge Projects after being such a, a, a not a, a, a perfect person, but not such a bad person. Mm. And all that I've been through and then came back home and then lose the home and in the industry, it was like, okay, God, what is going on here? I never understood because I wasn't raised in church. But mm. as I grew up and started doing research and going to school and learning things, and after my daughter got mentally sick and I had to learn about how to deal with her, this is what it brought me to. It brought me to NAMI. It brought me to teaching. It brought me to ministering to parents who had children with mental health. It, it had me doing stuff I never thought I could do. And I started praising God because he showed me I was more than everybody said. 
And I said, anybody can go through this. Anybody can feel this. They have to know that there's something better inside of them, but they have to search for it first. So that's what led me to write this book and stand and fight, and I'm still fighting with this book. And it's okay. And it's okay because I'm writing my my second book is really finished. I'm just waiting for the the resources to to, to do it, and I'm okay. starting on a third book. Wow! So you found a new uh, a new career in life. Yeah, yeah. And I and I've been ministering when I was at GSC. I was uh, uh, president over the ministry, the women's ministry, and a lot of them found hope. A lot of them found hope, but you know things happen. And I praise God because I always thanked him for giving me the opportunity to be who I am. And I always keep in touch with some of the members because they just wouldn't let go. And I just let them know, you know, give honor and due to your, your pastor, but I can still be a friend if the need be. And I had to move on to find myself even more because I felt there was more going on with me than was meeting the eye or anybody wanted to really tell me. I had to find it out on my own. My father passed, my mother passed, so here I am, me and God, my kids. You know, it's like, God, you do it. I can't do it anymore. So here I am with God, me and God. Wow. So um, you mentioned, and we uh, we do want to encourage people uh, to purchase the book, and so we're, we're not going to, uh, uh, we're just going to let the people uh, have a little uh, sample of what what the book is about, and certainly we'll give them they'll have an opportunity to get, receive the information on how they can purchase this uh, product a little later. Uh, but you mentioned uh, here you are a minister of uh, the gospel and uh, an author, and uh, your life did not begin as a Christian. And I know you alluded that into in in your book. And explain to us that transition, because um, in today's time, there are so many people um, that uh, the only time they've ever seen a church, maybe, is if uh, they've gone to a funeral or wedding. And these days, um, people aren't going to weddings or funerals anymore. Everything's over Zoom. And so uh, what would you you say to um, that person that doesn't know Christ and is trying to transition into a uh, Christian uh, lifestyle, maybe um, exp- how, how, how you made that transition? Well, I had a great-great-grandmother that she was a deacon in a church down in North Carolina, and every time we went down there, she insisted that no matter what you believed in, when you came in her house, you went to church on Sunday. So I did get a little experience of what it looked like as a kid. But we never practiced it because my father changed to Muslim. So it's like I never agreed to his um, belief because there was only one thing I used to ask and never could get into question was, if if, if Christ is supposed to be about love, why do y'all hate so much? Why, why are you always fighting so much? Isn't God about love? I don't understand what this is about. And he never could answer it. So I said, you know what? I'm the radical child. I'm going to seek it out myself because I don't believe none of y'all. <laughs> and that's just the child I was. If you didn't explain it and didn't make sense to it, then I searched it out for myself. Okay. And I think that's why I was the prodigal child because I just didn't go what everybody did. Now, if somebody was to want to change to Christianity, the reason is is because you have to want something different than what you're doing. You got to want love, you know, and, and granted, you have people in the church that are sick still. You have, but there's a process because I had to learn that process too because there was several times I was going to leave church because of the ugly things people did. But God said, why would you lose your blessing over somebody else's feeling? And me and my radical self, I had to be the nosy one. Okay, God, let me figure out what this thing is. I'm not going to leave until I figure out what, because I can't do anything else. I've done everything else, and I just don't want to do it anymore. And when I started losing that taste for the clubs and the the men and all of the things in the street, and knowing that I have no family to back me up, I'm like, okay, God, I got to do something, because otherwise I'm going to end up dead, and and I have a daughter. And I didn't want her to live 
with an ungodly life, knowing not Christ. So even though I didn't quite know when I had babies after babies, I made sure if anything happened to me, they knew Christ. If they knew nothing else, I took them to church. I took them from babies, and I grew them up in the church. So whatever they decide to do is up to them, but I gave them the seed because it always says a child that is planted, you plant a seed in them, they shall grow not too far from it. Well, here they are. They will come back and say, Mommy, I need prayer. Mommy, what's this and what's that? So I planted a good seed. And if I can do that, not knowing anything, somebody that knows something needs to know that there is something else other than what they think it is. They have to search it out for themselves. The love that God has for us is real. I'm still here at 60, going to be 62, the 29th of this month, and I'm praising God because I wasn't supposed to be here. Mm. So it gives people that hope, that faith, and that love that they need to search out because those three main keys are important in life. you got to love yourself before you can love anybody. It starts within. How much do you want it? How much do you want to love yourself? How much do you want something different? How much do you want to just get away from the norm? You don't want to be like everybody else. You want to be something different that I can look at and smile at, not looking at people wanting to smile. They're going to smile whether they don't or not. It doesn't matter. They are who they are. They belong to God. You belong to God. What do you want from God? I chose love. I chose his understanding. I chose his protection because that's the only time I found it. Awesome. Uh, Well said. And you said you chose love and so many times, it, and it's a cliche uh, that people look for love in the wrong places. And how do you, how do we get people to come out of those wrong places that they are looking after it they've been driven? The it depends on the individual. How bad do you want it? Because okay. how bad do you want to stop to being uh, domestic abused or drug abused or? Um, physical, mental abuse, how spiritual abuse, how much do you want it to stop? You know, how much do you want to look at what you have and want to see something different other than what we're giving them? Mm-hmm. To change, to, to make a change. That word, that word change. They said prayer changes everything, not some things, but all things. And I'm a believer of that because I had to learn from prayer and didn't know how to pray from our father prayer. And then I started to search out of the people that did know how to pray. I even followed Dr. Renita Bynings. That woman knows how to pray. And she taught me how to pray. She taught me what the meaning of prayer, the levels of prayer. And I'm still searching it out because there's more, because our society is changing. And there's our things that we we have to really want it. We It has to be in our heart to get it. Sometimes we have to hit it hard. We hit the bottom. Right bottom. Some just have to hit just the surface. It depends on the individual. Mm. And hitting rock bottom, would you, would you say that you that you uh, experienced that hitting rock bottom? Yes, I did. Because I had children. That I care. I love. I I value family, irrespective mm-hmm. of what they think. I value family a lot. I just didn't know how to go about it. So when I was given my own, the way they were. I said, well, God, how could you love me? Each one of them has different fathers. How do, how do you love a woman like that? And he said, one thing, if it wasn't for them, you wouldn't be alive. Because I valued it that much, and I chose to change because of them. I wanted them to have something different. I wanted them to know that they could be something different and not to just settle for less than who they really are. And to this day, thank you, Jesus, two of them so far are there, and I'm waiting for the last two to come along. They're better than what they say they are or what somebody said they are or how they were abused or or treated. They have to get past that forgiveness part, and then they can live a normal life. But they haven't let go yet. Right. I'm still Um, ministering to them, but they know God. (laughs) They know God. So it's up to them to want it bad enough. And I love them with all my heart, regardless what they choose. But I let them know whatever they choose is not God. 
Mm. Well, that sounds that sounds like motherly advice. <laughs> yeah. And so um uh you mentioned love, you mentioned prayer, and you mentioned change and uh those three things that are definitely they are essential to to life and certainly um change and the thing about change is and I'm sure you would agree is change is inevitable. Um, even if a person decides not to make a change for themselves, life will change. Your surroundings will change. Mm-hmm. Time will change. Um, people will mm-hmm. change. And certainly you can't you can't do the same thing forever or you can't be in the same place forever because eventually something's going to happen. I'm sure you agree. Yes, definitely. Now, I was doing a um, workshop. I started um, – a uh, domestic violence series with another chaplain that mentored me in my class and we came together and started doing something out in far rockaway and um one thing i know about seven life changes is this i am somebody special i am able to accomplish great things i am able to touch and change many lives for the better i will not allow anyone to determine the size of my dreams they are mine I am a giver, not a taker. I will take steps on this journey today. I can, I will, and I must. And those are the things that I value. Because it's, 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 it's saying that I can. I'm worth more. And I have to think more of myself than other people think. Because they're the people going to think whatever they think. It doesn't matter what they think. That's God's job to change them. It's your job to change you so that people can see the God in you and the change in you. So maybe, just maybe, they might pay attention and say, hmm, this person is not reacting the way they used to. What's going on with this person? It starts questioning people's brain if they, if they really want to see that there is a difference and that it can happen to anybody, just not just one person. But they have to want it. Hmm. Well said. You have to want change. Um, well, um, we've been talking. For those of you that just tuned in, I'm going to. We're going to take a break um, now. One song of choice as we go into this. Uh, your song of choice, uh, and then we're going to come back and we're going to take callers. Uh, so six one nine nine two four zero eight zero zero, and then uh, we'll also find out how you can obtain a copy of Broken but Not Destroyed, Minister Bilkis. Ibrahim, and um, this this uh, next song, the curse is broken. Why is this song dear to uh, your heart? It's dear to my heart because I felt there was a curse on my life. I looked at my family lineage, and I learned a lot of things growing up because a lot of things were kept from me, and I couldn't understand why. I had a name because when you do a, a, line, a, a lineage, a genealogy in school, and you start to look at names, my name didn't, our name didn't, Ibrahim didn't exist. I'm like, well, where did they get this name from? So it made me dig a little further. When okay. my my grand great grandparents died, I digged a little further, and I found that on my father's side, there's a lot of pastors, a lot of bishops, a lot of ministers, and I'm like, where did this come from? So it made me feel that there was a curse on our life because we came away from Christ and didn't understand why. Wow. That's, that's interesting. And now that I'm the chosen one, as they say, which I fought for your life for is that God always told me I was the Esther of my family. So, Mm. That's where it's coming from. Okay. So uh, we encourage all of you listening that, listen, there may be some generational curses out there or some family curses. But as James Fortune uh, declares to us, the curse is broken. Stay tuned and be blessed. Yesterday is all that I would ever be. 
my family and said I'd be nothing. guest today, Minister Zilkis Ibrahim. Did I say that correctly? Yes, you did. All right. My mother always says names are important. And as yes. you just alluded to the fact, uh, even as we search out our family history, uh, names uh, mean a lot and they ring bells sometimes. And sometimes they yes, don't ring bells. But the um, Bible lets us know that uh, he will make our name great and certainly um, as long as well as our gifts will make room for us and bring us mm-hmm. before great men. And certainly uh, we have to search out our gifts and certainly um, our gifts have to be cultivated. And certainly you found a gift in uh, writing and releasing some things as a part of your uh, healing. Uh, our number in studio six one nine nine two four zero eight zero zero. I have a caller here. God bless you, caller. How are you today? God bless you, caller. Caller. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm good. Um, does that apply to me, uh, Reverend Townsend? Yes, yes. Would you like to uh, okay. say something? Uh, yes, I'm, I'm very, first of all, uh, greetings to you and uh, all the uh, visitors or guests on the show today. This is my first time tuning in, and I really did enjoy it. I stayed more than I had planned to because I couldn't turn away. And what I really want to touch bases with is the speakers, what do you want from God? 
And we all need or want something from God. And I cho- she chose love. And I, too, choose love and God's wisdom and guidance. And I thank you so much. It was a beautiful message. Awesome. Well, we thank you for sharing. Uh, tell us who you are and where you're calling from. Uh, my name is Emily L. Washington, and I'm calling from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Thank you for sharing with us today. Thank you. All right, our listeners, our number in studio, 619-924-0800. Uh, Minister Ibrahim, I want you to tell our listeners how they can obtain a copy of your first book, Broken But Not Destroyed. Broken But Not Destroyed. How can we obtain a copy of that? Okay, they can um, obtain a place by going on Exelon Press. It's the publisher that I published from. Or they can contact me at brokenbutnotdestroyed21 at yahoo.com. And I have a P.O. box as well as a phone number. Um, The number is, uh, the P.O. box is 4602 21st Street, P.O. box 1542, Long Island City, New York, 11101. Or you can go to barnesandnoble.com. They also sell it. And Amazon. They will be able to find it and purchase it. Okay, listeners, we need you to support our own. uh, So uh, make sure you stop by any of those locations and receive your copy. And I believe Elder uh, Nodella Jordan is, uh, Sacagawea Jordan is listening in as well. Uh, and she is a user of uh, Zulon Press. Uh, so we thank God uh, for her as well. And I believe um, I spoke early. Pastor uh, Cherry was on. I don't know if uh, they want to speak or not. Would you like to say something? God bless you. Yes, God bless you. God bless you. Um, my name is Pastor Cherry. I'm from God's Glory Ministry. I'm from Brooklyn. New York, um, uh, that's where my church is at. Uh, I'm at uh, my place of residence is in Alvon, New York. Uh, uh, I just want to give God honor first, and I just honor uh, uh, Reverend Townsend. Amen. God bless you. Bless you. Uh, and to all the li- all the listeners and everything. My, but I want what I want to do is to uh, encourage. Because uh, you know, because you, I always say you never know what one has been through or going through, you know. But because of her pressing her way, uh, Sister Amber pressing her way and putting God in her life and God first. I even uh, heard her say that even with her children. If it was nothing else, she always made sure that her children even knew Christ and had a relationship. And it's good that we can have a relationship with God. And so I encourage her, amen, uh, even in her writing in her book, uh, Broken But Not Destroyed, you know, um, we uh, as human beings, you know, just, you know, we go through things, but thank God that we're not destroyed, that, you know, with the help of the Lord and just having a relationship and knowing God, you know, um, he can bring us through. And we have hope, you know, within Christ. Uh, I encourage you, and um, um, you're writing your your second book. Amen. Praise God. Just keep on writing. Just keep on writing because somebody needs to hear this, you know, because it, it, it will help someone. Amen. Amen. So I just thank God for that. God bless you. God bless you, Reverend Townsend. And y'all have a blessed evening. Amen. God bless you. Bless you. Thank you for sharing with us. Our number in studio six one nine nine two four zero eight zero zero. 8 Minister Ibrahim, um, so you, you tell a story, and this your your testimony 
uh, you give your testimony in the book, and um, you said that you knew some people were not going to be happy about it. And, you know, a lot of people can't face the facts. A lot of people can't, uh, they don't like the truth. And so can you elaborate to us what you mean by people aren't going to be happy? Okay. Um, Family members, friends, old friends, old participants in my life. But when I was going to change, that's why I went through, it took me like 13 years to write this book, first of all, because I really had a hard time with it. And I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings or make it look like I was bashing somebody. It wasn't about that until I sat before God and I said, well, if I have to write this thing over, then I need your help because this is what you gave me. And he sat me down in the dark, quiet, no noise, no TV, no music, no nothing, and said just this to me. It's your testimony. It's not to hurt anybody. It's to help people. There are people out here that are hurting and their friends, their family, strangers, life, and they're hiding behind alcohol, sex, uh, drugs, whatever they can find to bury their pain. And they're so used to listening to everything at the same, the same, the same. They need something real, something that they can touch and touch bases with to say, wow, you know, this sounds like me or something. That's what I was reaching because there's so many people when I went out to minister at one point that I had people come behind the scenes and came and took my hand and cried and said, thank you. So you never Mm. know who you're touching. It could be one person. It don't have to be a whole room of, it could be one person that you're touching that breaks something that will give them hope to know that they can let go of some things and move on and learn to find themselves because it's important. It's very important to find yourself. Wow. And that's uh, that what is... I had to find. Yeah, that's what I had to I had to find myself. I couldn't find myself. That's awesome. Uh, you have to find yourself. That is, uh, words are so true. Uh, 619-924-0800. Uh, please call us. Uh, let us know that you're listening. I did have a call. I think we just lost you, but please uh, call back. Uh, uh, caller, God bless you. Would you like to say something? God bless you. Caller? Okay. Um, uh, but once again, um, uh, broken uh, but not destroyed, Minister Bilkis Ibrahim uh, shares with us uh, today, her testimony, uh, real life events, um, letting us know uh, that we need to be healed. Uh, we have to be healed. Healing is important. Um, deliverance is important. Um, and I, you mentioned in, in your book that everybody experiences rejection. Everybody in some way, shape, form from someone uh, who we know or we don't know. Um, but we have to get over it, correct? Yes, yes, yes. Because everybody's going to feel whatever they feel. You can't, you can't change that. That that's God's job. You know, we want to change people and and alter our way to make people love us and make older people accept us. And it's not real. They have to genuinely want to care about you, not because you have issues, it's because that you're willing to do something different. Because it's easy for somebody to say, oh, I like you for this, but then it's not real. It's not genuine. Right. We have a call, another caller. Caller, mm-hmm. God bless you. How are you? Hello, caller? Good afternoon, Reverend Townsend. How are you? This is Elder Elect Jordan. God bless you. How are you? Good in yourself. Blessings to you also, Minister Ibrahim. Ibrahim. Um, I just, you know, wanted to uh, say that it it's a phenomenal, and I think um, it's just awesome of your transparency of the things that you've gone through in life. And one of the things that people have the tendency to do is to hide those experiences 
And what we're not understanding is, is that even though the experiences we go through may not be good experiences, but most of the time it can and will help someone else. And so I just want to encourage those who are listening or who will listen to um, the replay of this that don't allow the enemy to cause you to feel ashamed or embarrassed about the things you've done in your life um, and what you've gone through. There's always someone else who's going through what you're going through, and they have no clue of how to deal with it or to come out of it. And so it is through our testimony. Scripture says we are overcomers by our testimony. And so by helping someone else, Uh, through the sharing of our testimony, you know, we can truly change someone's life. And even as uh, Minister uh, Ibrahim had said that we can't make people change, but usually it's through what we show them, allow them to see that can truly spark uh, uh, that desire to say, well, you know what? If she changed, then you know what, I can do it. If he changed, I can do it. So, you know, I just wanted to share that. And uh, uh, Reverend Townsend, thank you so much for this uh, awesome platform, and it's also great to um, chat with you for a few seconds again. Have a blessed day, everyone. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. for all of you that have listened in, and um, certainly this has been a um, an hour of uh, testimony and of truth and of hopefully change for someone that was listening and they're able to make those hard decisions in their life to uh, move on and to uh, step out on faith and uh, be encouraged to know Jesus Christ for themselves. And so... Um, if you if we'll, we'll give uh I just want to say if uh we'll take one more call at 619-924-0800 and we will make sure that you received and uh signed copy of this book Compliments of Global Gospel. Uh also uh I want to shout out uh Marlin uh MPT Enterprise for making this connection with us as well. And so Minister Bilkis mm-hmm. Ibrahim, yeah. uh, we thank you uh, for sharing with us this hour, and I'm going to let you give your yeah. concluding um, remarks for today. Okay. I thank you so much for having me. I'm very honored because at first I thought it was just a joke, <laughs> but it obviously <laughs> isn't, and I'm so grateful. Why would you think um, that? Because people play with me a lot. So it's like, I'm like, okay, if you say so. <laughs> but it's truly, truly, truly an honor. And it goes to show you that people are watching me. And, and it's on a good level. It's on a good level. And I really honor that. Um, there's a favorite scripture I'd like to repeat. And it took somebody to make me pay attention as much as I used to read this, this scripture. But it's Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, and when you turn it around, it's eleven twenty nine, which is my birthday. And it says, "For I know the plans I have for you," declares the Lord, "plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future." And I hold on to that. Awesome. Hello. Yes, I'm here. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> That is a uh, that is a great scripture. That is actually one of my favorite scriptures, uh, if not uh, my favorite scripture. And um, I think my aunt just reminded me that in uh, Bible class on Tuesday night. Um, but um, sometimes we do get discouraged uh, by life, and certainly we think it's all over. But we do have to remember that God does know. Um, the plans he has for us, even when we are uncertain about our plans. Um, so we thank you for um, sharing with, once again, Global Gospel on this Saturday afternoon. Thank God for all of our listeners, all of our callers, New York, uh, New Jersey, Delaware, Connecticut, Maryland, uh, North Carolina, Virginia, California, um, the West Indies, Spain, Australia, India, 
uh, wherever you are around the world. Uh, certainly, we thank God for you, for you, and for you. This has truly been a blessing, and we want you to know if anyone missed any part of this episode, that immediately following the show, uh, this episode, you can listen in uh, at any time or any uh, of those platforms that we uh, stated before. Uh, would you do the honors of closing us in prayer? And certainly I think our concluding song for today uh, will be by um, uh, Broken, but I'm uh, Broken, but I'm Healed. And certainly that that is how we're going to uh, conclude uh, today's episode. And certainly we will have you back again and you can talk uh, more about uh, all those ministries that you work through in the community and certainly tell our listeners how they can contact you as well in case they need to invite you somewhere. Yes, sir. I will. Okay. Father God, all hearts and minds are clear. Father God, we want to first thank you. Thank you for life, health, and strength. We want to thank you for bringing us up into another day, Lord God, that we can look in honor to you, Lord God, all of your glory. Lord God, we want to thank you for everyone who is listening. Lord God, we want to thank God for their homes. Lord God, let their peace that be passes all understanding. Lord God, let their comfort come to their hearts, Lord God. For those who are in, Lord God, this dire straits, oh God, they're looking for a change, Lord God, that they will seek you out, Lord God, first before anything else. Father God, most in all, Almost just touch the, the owner of this radio station, Lord God, and can bless him and his family, Lord God, and his network, Lord God, that people will come, Lord God, to hear your word. Lord God, protect them, honor them, Lord God, build them and bless them abundantly above all that they could ever ask and think of, God. Lord God, we just want to thank you, Lord God, for everyone who has come into my life, Lord God, everybody who has left. Lord God, everything is for a reason, and Lord God, we thank you. We just, mm, I'm just so grateful, and thank you for your loving kindness. It is better in life, Lord God. We thank you for your wisdom. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for leading of your spirit and your word, oh God. We thank you for the music that you bring to our hearts, Lord God, and the courage of the anointed ones, oh God. That, Lord God, that we continue to stand and be still and know that you are God. Lord God, we just want to thank you again for this time to be in your presence, that everyone across the global world, Lord God, would just claw closer to you, Lord God. Hold on to your unjudged hands. And, Lord God, we just want to say thank you. We're just so grateful today, Lord God, in our dead streets of our government, Lord God. We pray that, Lord God, that they will bow down and pray unto you, oh God, kneel unto you, honor unto you, Lord God, because it starts from the head all the way to the pit, Lord God. So, Lord God, we thank you. We praise you with peace, power, and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Broken, but I'm healed. Amen. Into this building, you brought your burdens, brought your pain, but I have a message for you today. That when you leave here, it won't be the same. So you tell me, you've been to your position. Look at you, there's been no change in your condition be found in touch the master's role there's healing for your mind oh your body and your soul yes there is hallelujah God can heal And he can mend the broken. He can mend your broken head. He has a 
about the situation But with every test and every trial There is revelation That God is able To supply That you'll have your healing 